You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Day four of the World Cup Minute. My name's Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I'm feeling refreshed today, Josh. Yesterday was our yeah. post-U.S. Wales sort of hangover cast. We acquitted ourselves mm-hmm. well and figured out what happened in the World Cup <laughs> in day three. Uh, you mm-hmm. took the day off today for day four. I worked from home. You know, I'll put uh, work in yeah. scare quotes there. So I feel like I've watched maybe more World Cup today throughout the course of four matches than I have since the the kickoff. So um, we'll see if that translates into in, any interesting takes. You know, what was your overall opinion of day four, Josh? Did you enjoy the football? Are you sour on it? Yeah. Are you totally over the World Cup at this <laughs> point? No, it's it's great. I mean, it's honestly, it's it, I felt like day four was kind of like a replay of day three, right? You have the, the stunning upset. You have uh, a couple of slightly boring matches and then you've got a blowout from a contender right that was like it basically exactly what we saw the previous day and so um but which i mean if you give me a match like germany spain or yeah um, excuse me germany japan every day uh i that's gonna be a huge success i I just think uh, i you know i mean the game i kind of want to start with here is the and by the way i'm I'm in tribute to belgium brandon i'm and yuri tielemans who subbed off at halftime uh i am uh, i'm wearing uh, my lester scarf today i'm trying to be a little more festive you know but it's a Mm -hmm. holiday week right now in america we've got family in town i'm like sneaking away to different spots to try to record these these episodes but tune in tomorrow for our thanksgiving episode which is going to be uh how we're gonna find time uh luckily we'll be in the in the same home celebrating thanksgiving together and we can easily yeah. sort of like slip away but we'll see uh Shouldn't how that like how that works how much vanilla. tryptophan yeah. and red wine we've got coursing through our bloodstream at that point okay so you're tri- you're, you're paying tribute to uh yearly yuri tielemans do you think tielemans was subbed off at halftime because he was so enraged that kevin de bruyne didn't find him in that uh counter attack yeah. or he was wide open through on goal Weird match for De Bruyne. Uh, I saw Michael Cox talk about this after the game, and he said of, of all the, I said of all the contenders who won or lost so far, <laughs> he was most disappointed in Belgium, and he just thought that they had absolutely no, they're totally out of sync. And I think, I mean, honestly, this is why I don't think you and I, neither of you, you or I, worship at the XG shrine. But this yeah. is like a, the match that, like a match like this, is why XG was was sort of became popular, right? Because this is a match that you see one nil, and you're like, wow, like I guess they just kept it tight, you know, and um, and took their chance. And it was like, actually, no, they should have been down three goals in the first thirty minutes of that match. Uh, it took a 
absolutely insane pass that went over 18 players. Uh, and Botchwai took, took a great touch and scored. And then from there, they basically made a couple of halftime subs to, you know, play defensively. And and that was it. And I, I came away really impressed with Canada. Uh, I mean, I suppose, I mean, I, I suppose they did what a, what a good team does, right? Which is they, I think from halftime on, Belgium was fine. The first half, I was not hugely impressed with them. Uh, yeah. But I think that... Um, Canada, I came away very impressed with them, and I think they just, they were completely out of gas, right? By the time that 60th minute rolled around, or maybe even earlier than that, it was like they needed 11 subs. Like, they needed, like, a keeper included. Everyone needed to go off <laughs> and get yeah. replaced. By I don't care how talented they were. They just needed fresh legs because they worked so hard in that first half. They could have had two or, like, there was at least at least two legitimate penalty shots, maybe three. I was actually a little surprised that the, there wasn't a foul called on that third penalty shot because he does get him on the leg. Like, I feel like that yeah. you, you could have seen that called. So it was pretty, yeah, pretty the ref, game. the ref sort of like, I spent all of his penalty bucks on that first handball shout. I think, yeah, yeah. I, I too was impressed by Canada. I thought they, they were full of ideas. They were full of hustle. As you say, their, their final ball was just kind of universally bad. Unfortunately, yep. um, they yep. just couldn't properly set themselves up for a, for a high XG uh, ch- chance yeah. um, or, or yeah. just a good scoring chance in Belgium, just were able to ride, ride that through the, the second half. And yeah, I was as, as like the chief Kevin De Bruyne fan, uh, at least in North America, um, I was really kind of dismayed at his performance. He seemed frustrated with the movement of his teammates on Belgium. Like he didn't quite know where they were going to be and how to locate them. I think he's, mm-hmm. He's shot in a way blames his tools, Brandon. <laughs> right. Yeah. Does he have it too easy at Manchester City where he's just passing to to Guardiola robots uh, all the time? But yeah, he was just really out of sync there. So I agree with Michael Cox's yeah. take. But I mean, so the result is what it is. You know, we uh, I think Canada could come back and, and maybe uh, get a win. But yeah. what do you think of Belgium after that performance? Like. They seem like a team yeah. that's probably gonna have um, a very harried exit in the you know in the round of sixteen. Yeah, it feels like uh, it, I mean Kevin De Bruyne is so good that, that we should probably reserve judgment, right? Because I still think that he could just Boston. I mean, first of all, they won, right? So like they're kind of already mm-hmm. there's a good chance they're just gonna win this group. Um, yeah. But I think that. Um, yeah, and if Lukaku remains out, like let's see how long that that happens for. I mean, Bashwai was fine. I mean, given the yeah. chances, and you have Trossard too. I thought actually played pretty well when he came on. He was sort of. I, I felt like he was kind of of two minds when he came on the pitch. It was kind of like, well, I want to go and attack here, but that's not really my marching orders, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I think it was kind of like <laughs> get in, then dribble out, right? It's like take the extra twenty seconds, uh, just knock it off the clock, and yeah. and. Um, you know, and they really—I I mean, they didn't time waste too much. It wasn't—it really wasn't that egregious, honestly. Five minutes is probably more than than you needed to have for that second half. But yeah, I think defensively was was the big area of concern, right? I mean, you just have Young, Vertonghen, and Toby Alderweireld, who are, you know, uh, once extremely good players. Uh, wouldn't necessarily call mm-hmm. them that now. Uh, although, was it was it Toby who who? I forget who sprayed the pass for Mishi. Was it Toby or was it Yannick? It was Alderweireld, yes. It was Toby. It was. T-bone. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. Toby. Yeah, T-Bone, T-Bone. Uh, yeah, a couple of ex-Spurs legends. So, But I, I think in general, I, I was they, – they really, if Canada – not that – I mean, Canada is, is a reasonably strong attacking team, but 
to see them kind of run over Belgium in the first half. If somebody else does that, right? Like, like the Spain team that we saw right before that, if that Spain team beats that Belgium defense, it's very hard to see Belgium winning that game. That that we can we can kind of segue to Spain Costa Rica if we want, but that sure. yeah, that Spanish team was unbelievable. I do think it's funny leaving this Belgium Canada discussion that we're talking about Belgium after winning one nil like they're on their way out of the tournament, whereas teams like Argentina <laughs> and Germany have lost, yeah. and we're talking about, well, they'll probably still top yeah. the group. Come on, who are we kidding well, here? So, yeah, I guess it, well, let's, let's, let's stay in the group for a second, because uh-huh. uh, so Canada Canada loses this match only 1-0, right? So in terms of goal difference, it may not, it may, I mean, Belgium could certainly win the next two games, uh, in which case goal difference really may be a, a big factor for, for mm-hmm. you know the second team in that group. Um, you know, Morocco and, um, and Croatia, the other two teams in the group, they played a, a nil-nil draw in the morning. Um, this is, you know, again, these, the, this, the early games here are on at 5 a.m., so realistically there's a lot of watching highlights and catching up on, on, the, on the earliest yeah. match of the day. But, um, you know, from what I was able to, to watch, I mean, it, it felt like Croatia was pretty dominant, pretty on top of the ball, and... Uh, uh, yeah, for some good, good, you know, good saves out of Morocco, and uh, that was it. I mean, from what I saw, it didn't, didn't seem like Morocco had a ton of chances. It's kind of interesting with Croatia. I mean, they, it's just hard not to feel like they're kind of in the same spot as Belgium, right? Like a kind of end of cycle mm-hmm. club. And I, I don't know. I mean, you know, you have a uh, Luka Modric, who he's like he's like Steve Martin, you know, where it's like he always looked old. So it's like we kind of forget <laughs> okay. how old he really yeah, is. Yeah, he's got but, the Thomas <laughs> Mueller disease. <laughs> Thirty-three-year-old I mean, Thomas okay. Mueller, who who looks like he's right. you know fifty. <laughs> I'm gonna Google how old do you think Modric is? I mean, just without without looking. Uh, he's got to be thirty-five. Thirty-seven. Yeah, so you got uh, a thirty. Came up a dollar yeah. short there. Okay. Thirty-seven-year-old Modric, uh, Perisic can't be. Yeah, Perisic is thirty-three. I mean, I mean these players are, are are terrific still, and Modric looked like reasonably good today as well, from from what I saw. But uh, yeah, it's 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 hard to see this team and think, oh yeah, like like if Canada, if they're if they can like keep their legs fresh, like I think Canada really has a chance. Um, you know, when they mm-hmm. when they play Croatia, and then. Uh, and then let's see, you know, let's see what happens with Morocco. I mean, I think that um, Morocco may end up being the team that that finishes uh, fourth in this group. So, uh, you know, again, I, I I feel bad for Alfonso Davies because that guy is the team, right? He's kind of like their yeah. Landon Donovan, and so or not, well, yeah. yeah, actually, Landon Donovan's maybe not a bad comparison, right? The sort of the like the player who just kind of like lifted them to another level, right? This Canadian team is so good in Concacaf World Cup qualifying, and it was really kind of led by Alfonso Davies to a degree. Yeah, and he's going to be the one to say, let's let's go to the next level. I do not want to go out there and draw or lose. I feel, yeah, I too feel horrible for Davies. Uh, Canada shaped up to be a huge rivals of the U.S. in CONCACAF for the first time in a, a long time. And so I, I, I kind of yep. started to breed this, this Canadian hate within me. No more maple syrup on our pancakes. Yeah, that's, that's the name of your, your, your fantasy team this year, right? FC, Canadian Contempt. Canadian Canuck contempt. It's hard to say three times fast. But uh, yeah, Davies definitely does not deserve that. And I think that um, the fans who have like, okay, so I misspoke yesterday. Canada have been in one World Cup and it was not pre-war. It was 1986. However, they have yet to score a single goal or 
uh, a single point in the mm-hmm. in a World Cup final. So yeah. I and I think that definitely changes in this tournament here. Yeah. Thankfully, yeah. And I hope it stays. I think so too. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they got they got the hard match out of the way. So that brings us to um, group was it Group G, um, Group F or Group G, Brandon? Who, well, Group oh, uh, Group uh, Group E has Germany and Spain, so we're <laughs> kind of like backwards. working backwards. Yeah, yeah it's very working confusing. backwards here. Right. So we have uh, two two. I mean, it's it's a really fun group. I mean, we actually previewed this a little bit yesterday. That I said, I you know, wouldn't be surprised if Japan played a little bit of spoiler in this group because mm-hmm. um, this this is like a Japan team that's been sort of close to the breakthrough. Right. It seems like in the last like two World Cups they were sort of right there, like felt like like poised to do it. And then they you know they finally do it today and uh, well earned too. I mean that that second goal in particular, like that was yeah. very. Um, I don't mean I don't I don't mean for everything to be an American reference here, but it was very um, Landon Donovan 2010 World Cup, yeah, right? Like Slovenia, you know, just I think roofing it. Was. Yeah. yeah, just roofing it. You know, like right next mm-hmm. to the keeper. It's a. It's funny. It's actually a shot you don't see that often. Like I feel like in the Premier League, you, I don't know. It's like I, I'm trying to think of like an example of that recently, where it feels like something like yeah. Sergio Aguero would have done. I don't know. That just feels like an Aguero kind of goal. That's but, that's what you have you know. to do at that angle because you can't go through the keeper because the keeper can cover the near post. So the only way th- yep. through is over the keeper. And I think you yeah. see it a lot, but when you see that go, when you see that attempt a lot, it's going, it's sailing over the post or it's going wide. Right. You have to, That's true. to strike it pretty fiercely, and then so yeah. it's all down to to the placement. So so kudos yeah. to uh, Japan for for pulling that one off. It, I mean, it it was a lot. I mean, it was in so many ways. Argentina, Saudi Arabia, again because Germany looked incredible in the first half and it was like how is this team yep. not put J- japan uh uh to bed at this point yep. and they just waited too long you know you give in a, mm-hmm. in a tournament like the world cup you give it you give the, your opposition too much time and you don't capitalize this this 100 yep. can't argentina happen. germany u.s Top three contenders, all 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 waited too long. Brandon, you blew it. Um, I, I I assume there are other teams in the World Cup, but I you know th- those are the big three, right? Well, um, and, yeah, and the U.S. <laughs> is is tops that group because we came away with a point where Argentina and Germany did not. So what did you what did you make of this German side watching this match? Yeah, they had what was it one offside goal or two in the match? At least at least one, right? And uh, yeah, I, I you know I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's sort of. Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, I feel like they probably should have won the match. Um, Definitely. And Japan, Japan, you know, just sort of blitzed him at the end. I mean, that's what, that's what I, you know, that's, that's, that was, I'm sure what Japan's plan was, right? To like get a couple of counterattacking goals. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they got, they got two of them. I think that was what made it surprising. You know, one, one counterattacking goal, that's going to happen, you know, but the, the second one uh, coming, what was it like? I think the first one was at the 75th minute, and then Asano's uh, winner was at the 83rd minute. So, um, you know, super. Like, it was actually. I mean, it, it's like the dream, right? Like when the managers are like, you know, when the, when the team is drawing everything up the night before. Like the dream is to keep it close enough so that you can get it and then not give Germany enough time to recover, right? Because mm-hmm. they, you know, I don't know. Like it, it felt like it was just like everything was like sort of worked out perfectly for them. So now, I think it, it, they're kind of an interesting spot because. I mean, Germany has to be in trouble, right? Because uh, with Spain winning seven nil over over Costa Rica, 
I, I highly doubt that Germany is going to win by that much, right? It's just hard to score seven goals on anybody, any you know, semi-competent squad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now if Japan is able to to get a result uh, over Costa Rica, then, you know, then all of a sudden the, that, that, that's the Spain-Germany match is incredibly important, right? Germany basically has to win that match to go through. So uh, it's pretty exciting. I mean, I think yeah. that, the, you know, this this group now is, is, it was already kind of shaping up to be the way going into the World Cup, but now it is clearly the group that I am sort of most interested to see how everything plays out, maybe outside selfishly of my own U.S. group. Yeah, I did think Germany shown with individual players that Jamal Musiala was probably the player of the match, uh, yes. despite Germany yep. losing. Amazing. Talk about yep. old players in those other teams. 19 years old, Musiala starting yep. for Bayern Munich. He's a star. Yep. Gundogan looked great. Yeah. Nabry looked great, even though maybe he should have been better uh, and more clinical up front, and they might need a little bit more from a player like Thomas Mueller. So anyway, yeah, I I agree with you. That does take us to Spain, who look like absolute monsters right now. Now, Costa Rica managed to give Spain even more space than Qatar gave Ecuador. But the proficiency (laughs) with which Spain worked the ball, it was one of the more technically brilliant performances you'll see in the group stage. And um, like any time Spain had the ball, they had like three passes on. There was always a player uh, to pass to, and they were just basically one and two touch the entire match. It was great. And then even Morata, as we said yesterday, the maligned striker for Spain comes on and it looks like it's just same old Morata, blowing chances, yep. missing passes, comes away with a, a goal and an assist. So if Morata's feeling it, that whole Spanish team is feeling it, what do you think about this Olmo guy? So Olmo, he uh, weirdly yeah. took a leave of absence, not a leave of absence, he took a transfer from La Liga to move to uh, Russia, I think it was. Dynamo Zagreb, or is that Ukraine? I can't, I can't recall. Yeah. He um, did it as soon as the Ukraine strike happened, right? He was so... He was so in favor of it. Solid solidarity, like, right? Yeah. Um, I remember, <laughs> I remember him from Spain's Euro Championship campaign, and I thought he was quite good in that in that system. So um, he, and then, I mean, you can only distinguish Olmo because he's got the blonde hair. Every one of these other Spanish guys are all yeah. like five foot nine with the same fade haircut, looking like are very hard to tell apart. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I you know it's funny. I had Olmo in my world. I, I'm I'm not doing World Cup. Fan- I, I, did you actually end up making a team for World Cup fantasy? I ended up not just not doing it at all. I, I started. I started a. Much. I started a league for our Patreon supporters and um, never completed my team. So I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow! I, I hope awesome the league guys. is running. <laughs> I'm sure it um, is. Yeah. I think yeah, the player that I'm sort of—I mean, I, I don't know that I have any strong opinions on, on Olmo. Although, although I, I think what he speaks to is the is the attacking depth uh, in this in this Spanish squad. And uh, you know, I mean, Gavi scores his first goal, um, the first World Cup goal for Spain, and was he 18 years old? And so you, yeah, you got—it's kind of cool. I mean, you know, we were sort of talking about. Well, you know, if these, you know, if, if these Spanish and German squads, whether they're kind of at the end of a, you know, like a trans, not necessarily an end of a cycle, but sort of a transitional period, but, you know, maybe that moment is already here a little bit. I mean, God, you look at, look at Gavi and then Ferran Torres, oh, that, that the goal that he scored, I was, loved it. It was it just like, he's just a really, um, it's amazing that Man City was like, nah, Barcelona, you can have him. Like, it's just, uh, yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe he really pushed for that move. I don't know, but he looks 
terrific. And he uh, he's what? I mean, he can't, he can't be older than like 20 years old. So he's, yeah. you know, right. uh, Ferran Torres is, is terrific, Gavi. And then you've got this kind of strong defense, right? Like just players who've been there, you know, for a long, long time, like Emmerich Laporte, Jordi Alba. Jordi Alba got an assist today. Sergio Busquets. Like there's just like so many. It's like, it's kind of like this like little – like a, hanging on, right, to this, like, I mean, Biscuits has been there forever, right? But, you know, Jordi Alba was on that 2000, was it the 2012 Euro team? I think that was kind of his, like, big breakout moment that when Spain won the mm-hmm. Euros. And so um, so you have these kind of old players, then you have these young, super talented, like, 20-year-olds. And maybe this is, like, the the ideal combination for, for a, you know, a cup like this. So It's um, a bit like yeah, what I, I like yeah. about the Brazil squad, where it does seem like that good combination of experience and youth kind of coming together right at the right moment. I just, yeah. just given the conflict in Russia, Ukraine, I do want to get this right. Zagreb is in Croatia. We should know that because we were just talking about the Croatian <laughs> national team. Fans, fans of the did not go to Russia. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he actually he started in Croatia in their in their academy, I guess, and and is not now plays with Leipzig. So Leipzig fans will will know very well who Almo is. So anyway, but yeah, yeah, the uh, it 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 looks like alchemy with Spain right now. It's easy to overreact uh, just after seeing one game, but uh, right now the excitement is very high with Spain. Yeah, and let's see. Yeah, like like you said, let's let's see how they look when they're not playing Costa Rica. But uh, I certainly came away uh, impressed. It's sort of like all you know, you go into these World Cups, even as, as a fan, um, sort of in our position, where we're trying to talk about these games every day. And there's there's there, you almost have to see at least one match to really start to get a, a feel for everything, right? Because just like having a, a strong working knowledge of 32 nations is, is a little bit too much. But you know, you can see very quickly which teams are contenders and which aren't. I mean, you know. Uh, I don't know. So anyway, let's and in Germany, I think we have to hold, you know, let's just let's just table any any serious worries about them until uh, until they play mm-hmm. one more match as well, because uh, um, there's a long history, too, of, of you know teams that do really well losing that first match. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, so yeah, let's see. Uh, best kit, worst kit, Brandon. We didn't get a chance to really talk about Morocco, uh, so I will throw in them for. It's a qualified best kit of the day, okay? Because I love the red and green. It reminds me a lot of um, a Wolves kit from a couple of mm-hmm. years ago, and also a Swansea 
kit from like 10 years ago from the Mishu era. Um, as you know, Brendan, I love green and red kits. It's just a combination yeah. I really like. Maybe it's, uh, you know, I enjoy Christmas. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But um, the... The kit is nice, except for the front, which has like these two patches on either side. It looks very—it's like the flag. Or I, I, I have to look back at this at this kit later, but mm-hmm. um, so I, I'm going to call it like a um, an, an A minus, Brennan. I want to okay. give it an A because I love the, I love the colors, but I got to knock it back a little bit. Any other kit thoughts before we? Well, move yeah, on to I mean, uh, Spain is in the Morocco camp where I thought their their fit was on point, except their their collar on their shirt is too fussy, so they get dock points for their okay. Croatia. A classic checkerboard kit. Uh, I think they're going to walk yeah. away with the trophy today. And the worst kit is the it's too easy call. though. They always it's always the same kit. You know, it's too yeah, easy. it is. It is. But you know, I guess that's like you know, um, what's what's a good uh, analogy? Like somebody it's like counting crows. August and everything after will always be their greatest album because that's where they started, and they'll just be coasting on that legacy forever. So the Croatia kit is like the August and everything after of kits. Okay. And, you know, will be with could, us forever. I think, I think Croatia could pull out of recovering the satellites, Brandon. Okay. But let's, well, let's, I hope uh, it's not a yeah. long December for this Croatian team, Josh. <laughs> no, uh, I think but, I think they want it to be a long December. That's right. That's uh, right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but, no, but quickly, we have to flag Belgium for worst kit. Like their their Guy Fieri. Uh, like a truck stop uh, flame kit. You, this has got to go. It's got to go. go. You got if you're gonna do red, you got to go all red. You've got to you've got to do it like like the like the Dutch, right? You've got to do like all like the the, the all orange kit, right? The red yeah. with the black just looks like like a I don't even know like a elementary school soccer kit or something like that. Like it's you know sort of like it's a boy like it's colors that boys like you know red red and black. Yeah. Uh, but just not yeah not very um like uh, interesting. So All right, Josh. It's the matches. World Cup yep. minute. Yes, I'm stepping mm-hmm. over you uh, because you it's know okay. the drill. We, we've got precious yes. little time here, and we've got uh, we've got some bangers tomorrow or day five. Yeah, we do. Yeah, uh, Switzerland Cameroon kicks things off at five a.m. I'm, I'm kind of interested in this match. I mean, Cameroon is a, I, you know, they're they're not like Costa Rica level. I, I don't know what I you know what we can really expect from. From them, but this Swiss team is, they're just like, they're real like a greater than the sum of their parts club, or nation, I should say. I, I, do you, can, you, can I still call them a club? I don't really no, know. I guess they're not, not a right? club not, because not they're, they're a federation. Yeah. <laughs> they're a federation. Yes, yeah, so the Swiss federation. But they, 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 you know, they very um, frequently punch above their weight, right? And so uh, and they've got a couple of players that, you know, I think you and I are both fans of in in our in our For way sure. right i mean there's there's yeah there's 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 elements of the swiss team that i'm that i'm sort of interested in i mean uh obviously you have granite jocko who's been playing out of his absolute mind for arsenal so far this season mm-hmm. scored like i don't even know I, I don't even understand how it's happened he scored like 11 goals it's not that many but it feels like he scored like 11 goals yeah. for arsenal this year he's constantly in the box constantly involved playing as this almost like it's like he's having like a yaya torre season like it's absolutely <laughs> insane how well he's it, playing it, right it's now. like a swiss lens <laughs> Sanity, I think you could call it, maybe. Yeah, see, it is. Yeah. How long he well, can... I think he's a little better than that. Yeah, I'll give him more credit than that. But and then you got Shakiri, who is, I mean, certainly on the downside of his career, but but you know, a, a fun a fun little uh, ball of uh, 
I mean, there was a, there was a guy in the NHL, Brandon. I, I can't think what his name, Pavel Burry, I think, and his nickname was Little Ball of Hate. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's a good nickname for uh, for Jordan Shakiri as well. It's just a little <laughs> a little Spitfire, uh, easy player to root for. Um, and so yeah, and then you've got a Kanji uh, in the back who has been absolutely spectacular so far for for Man City. Kind of an under radar signing for them, at least at least from my perspective. And um, he has displaced uh, you know Diaz, who has been terrific for Man City. And so, mm-hmm. uh, so you know, Kanji back there. And so there's just a lot of, you can kind of see a, a spine of a team here that could be, you know, just really hard to break down. I don't know if the goals are there. I guess that's really the question with them. It's sort of yeah. often the question with with these clubs that that have a lot of interesting parts, you know. But uh, I'm, I'm really excited to see how this all this all shakes out tomorrow. I don't know if you have any other thoughts on, on Cameroon or Switzerland. Well, I will just say uh, I had my say about MLS call-ups with Walker Zimmerman for the U.S. I mean, to say nothing of Gareth Bale, but Shakiri plays for the Chicago Fire in the MLS right now. And I would have been sad if my rule about no MLS call-ups was put into effect yeah. because I love I love yeah. Shakiri. I love the power cube. A lot of MLS on the Canadian power cube yeah a, a lot of mls on the and the canadian team too brandon so i i feel like your mls it's like the the tournament's not setting up to punish you for your mls uh banter although canada <laughs> did lose so we'll see uh, yeah they, I, walker won, zimmerman scoring the uh the trophy winning goal in the world, the world cup, cup final match uh, why not yeah sure the 8 a.m game though oh just like I'm so it's this is the most world cuppy of games, right? Uruguay, South South Korea. So excited about this one. Yes. I just I just think this is I mean, I, you have Brazil, Serbia, which has the stars later on, Portugal, Ghana a little bit, too. But Uruguay, South Korea, I feel like any any like result is on the table for this one. I mean, you know, Darwin Nunez has, has really found his form with with Arsenal the last or excuse me, not Arsenal with Liverpool the last uh, handful of weeks and. Sun is uh, back and and should be available to play tomorrow as well. He had this, uh, I think, like fracture his eye socket or something yeah. like that. He had some, yeah, no so big his, deal. his eye socket, no big deal. Uh, he's back from his fractured eye socket, so he'll probably have some kind of mask on, like Rip Hamilton uh, to, for this game. There's been a lot of masks though. Who was the guy? Yeah. The guy who came on today for Belgium had a mask on. I couldn't uh, recognize yeah. him with the giant mask on. So you know, you got to ask somebody yeah. else. It's a very mask heavy tournament i i mean i wonder if they could do like an inflatable bubble around sun's head um it would make it very difficult to to head the ball uh i (laughs) i feel like we've been without sun for too long like to go without sun for even one or two weeks in the premier league is is already too long because if you if you're not familiar with him from his exploits at Spurs in the Premier League, he yeah. is uh, just a basket of joy. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like, I was I was giving Brandon, Virgil it's, it's Van Dyke like, a hard time uh, yesterday yeah. for never having a smile on his face. It's the opposite with Sun. That's true. Yeah, and to go without Sun for I mean, you and I grew up in Michigan. We often go without Sun for several months in the winter. You know, and yeah. it's it, but yeah. to go even one day is really. I was trying to work I, that in. I said I, was like, I, you said know I was you never are... going to edit these podcasts, Josh, but I might have to edit that <laughs> that joke out. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. So well, I, I think it, this should be a really fun match. The South Korea team has um, put in a lot of time together. They've you know they've really. Uh, I mean, they just kind of. I don't know. I I, I think that it's. It, Maybe it's a little similar to Switzerland, where there's, you know, it's it's not necessarily a bunch of household names on this squad, but they're mm-hmm. they're 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 really cohesive. They played a lot together, um, and so I think that they really um, have a chance. And and then Uruguay is, I mean, Uruguay is a just a 
absolute, you know, force in the World Cup. They have been forever. Uh, the weird thing about this Uruguay team, though, to me, is just that there are so many players still for this in this Uruguay squad who I just assumed had left. You know, I was just like, wait, they're they're still there. Like, I didn't I didn't realize. I mean, okay, yeah, like Diego Luis Suarez, Forlan sure, is like, still at, starting for them. Yes. No. Yeah. No. No. Forlan. Diego Godin still is. I mean, I, how old is Diego Godin? He's got to be. He might be forty years old. Brandon. This is the most ageist episode of uh, the podcast we've ever recorded, but I'm into it. Yeah. We're older than most of these guys, so it's. Um, yeah. Godin is Godin is thirty six. He turns thirty seven in February. Uh, Godin, of course, is a, is a legend in La Liga and in and international mm-hmm. football. But um, yeah, so I, I think that it's. Uh, but you know, you, so you, can this Cavani Suarez? The theme so far. I feel like what I'm feeling right now is that you have this kind of 2010s cycle of players, some of whom are still playing in the World Cup, some of whom are still seen. But it feels like what we're seeing right now is this changing of the guard, right? We're seeing these mm-hmm. 18, 19, 20-year-olds really shine. It's kind of funny because it doesn't feel like we – outside of players like De Bruyne, we don't – it doesn't feel like we have as many like – in their 20s prime players that were like super duper excited about. Uh, whereas the really young guys are the ones that I'm interested in, right? Like the yeah. play, there's a lot of players between like 18 and 21 that I'm really excited about seeing. And um, yeah, so I, I, you know, Darwin Nunez too. I mean, he, he, well, he's 23. So I guess he's just, just outside my band of, of ages, but you know, this guy is like, He's just a terror, and uh, I think I, I, it feels like he almost might be even better in international football than he is uh, for Liverpool, right, in a more structured league where yeah. it feels like his kind of raw insanity might really um, <laughs> might really work in the international stage. Yeah, under the tutelage of Luis Suarez, your your insane side will definitely come, come that's out. That's true. <laughs> That's that's like studying your Palpatine. That, that that's so true. It's gonna it's gonna work him, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> He's got the so hair it, of Cavani yeah. and the uh, mentality of Suarez. He is the perfect. If you were to build a Uruguayan in a lab, you'd come out with Darwin Nunez. I think it's awesome. And then you know, Belverde and Bencore in the middle. It's it's just a, I, I really I have always. Partially, it's because I really like the 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 first World Cup. I really really fell in love with was the 2010 World Cup, and so uh, and that was that was obviously the 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 Luis Suarez World Cup in, in some ways. I mean, obviously it was the Spain Spain won, but uh, Suarez had that incredible moment against Ghana, and um, then Diego Forlan, of course, as well. And it just it was that that did that team also, was just so did he also lovable. bite um, the Italian player in that tournament? Was he biting in that? I think tournament? that was I think the biting happened in 2014. If I if I, I recall, keep, I can't but, keep all of his biting yeah, incidents of all, straight. all the bites. It's like Tyson and Holyfield. Yeah. Which there's so many bites, but, uh, but I, you know, so yeah, we, we, we like Uruguay and we like, um, and we like South Korea. And so that, that's just a fun, like I'm just as a neutral, I think that's a really fun match to watch. And then, uh, Portugal, Ghana, Ronaldo free agent. I mean, he's playing for a, for a paycheck now, Brandon. I mean, Ronaldo, like, who knows what'll happen with him? I mean, this guy is a... Uh, Mercenaries don't he, die, he, Josh. Know. They just go to hell to regroup. That's what they say. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing that they were like, not only are we letting Ronaldo go, we're selling the club. We're out, you know? <laughs> what a weird yeah. duo. How did it happen the same day? It was like, it was like we've had enough, you know? This Ronaldo thing was enough yeah. for us. We are done. Mm-hmm. I don't want any more of this stuff. So, But this, this, this Portugal team is... 
loaded. I mean, it's and maybe my like Premier League bias is showing here a little bit, but they're they're so good. I mean, they have you know even even put Ronaldo aside for a minute. I mean, Joe Felix, Bernardo Silva, Joao Cancelo. Um, yeah, I don't know. You can be Pepe and Diaz as your as your central defenders. Like you want to talk about so old people, Josh. Team. Pepe is give it. To, I've I've just looked up Pepe's age because I knew he had to beat okay. all these guys. Give me a guess. I am going to guess that Pepe is thirty eight. On February twenty sixth, this, this coming February, uh, they're going to throw the party of the century for Pepe for his fortieth because he is currently thirty nine. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive! Wow, is he going to start all three of these games? That's wow! All right, well let's let's see let's see what happens there. But this, this is it's a loaded team. It has not really been. Uh, they're kind of like I mean everything I was saying about um, uh, about about Switzerland and South Korea is kind of the opposite, right? This is an incredibly talented team that has not really been better than the sum of its parts so far. It's actually been w- worse than the sum of its parts in some ways. And uh, yeah, I didn't even mention Bruno Fernandez. I guess he can't even like crack this crack this lineup, right? So we're just looking at some predicted lineups for tomorrow's matches. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a very loaded team. It has brilliant players who can't even crack the 11. But I actually think like if Ronaldo got injured in the eighth minute, that would actually be the best thing that could happen for Portugal. Like it'd be real like... Uh, Ewing theory for any Americans who know that. Uh, <laughs> well, the last yeah. time the yeah. last time Ronaldo got injured in a major tournament, Portugal went on and and won the bloody thing. Uh, if you'll remember the Euros yeah. when that's they true, beat France, exactly. So. Yeah, that's true. He like pretended he was coaching. Remember, he like stood like he was like allowed <laughs> no, to do that. The agent know. No is, is on the phone with him. Like you've got to be visible. You know, Nike yeah, demands like, that you are visible yeah. on the sidelines. No one else is allowed to stand in the coach's box, but uh, you you can. And uh, and then you've got uh, Ghana, which I, I this is a I, in some ways I think a more well I, I shouldn't say a more anonymous Ghana team because I I you know familiar with but half these players like in the you know uh, than the expected eleven for tomorrow you've got Jordan Ayew who's kind of he's fine right fine forward for for Palace classified as a midfielder in fantasy weirdly this year uh, then you've got Salisu and Amardi who are both fine uh you've got you got Tariq Lamptey who is very promising but hasn't really been able to capitalize on that you've got Thomas Party who's been excellent right so you have solid Premier League level defenders in this squad but um I don't know you know but this is this a long way of saying I mean this is a long way of me vamping Brandon because I don't know what to say about this Ghana team other than I know some of the players yeah. let's see how it all works out do you have any thoughts on Ghana the Black well, Stars Ghana- Ghana is is always a team that the U.S. ends up playing in the World Cup for whatever reason, and we've had some incredible yes. moments. We've probably already talked about U.S. Ghana World Cup moments during the World Cup minute. I'm thrilled bec- that the U.S. doesn't have to play them because no matter what the squad is, they always seem to bring um, some sort of a. I mean, they bring the heat, Josh. So I'm yeah. I'm not expecting them to be pushovers by any stretch. Um, yeah, so that, that's, right. well, we're that's going, my thought. Yeah. Uh, good we're luck going to Portugal. Super long here. So let's, <laughs> yeah, good luck to Portugal. We're going super long here. So we'll finish off with, with Brazil, uh, Brazil playing Serbia. Uh, we now, uh, it's been confirmed that Mitro, Mitro, uh, I always want to call him Mitro. That's our, our, our shorthand on the pod. Mm-hmm. But Mitro is back in training and, um, his coach was basically like he, he would play without a leg. So I think that, uh, we will, we will see Metro tomorrow. Obviously he's a, uh, you know, key to that team. Although they have plenty of other, you know, Milinkovic, Savic and, and Tadic are both uh, terrific. We found out today, Brandon, that there are two Milinkovic Savic on this team. Incredible. Try saying that three times fast. Um, yeah. And they're brothers. And, uh, yeah. 
They're, they're brothers, exactly. One's, one's the keeper, though, so it should be easier to keep them apart, I, I think. Uh, tell them apart. Uh, and then they're playing Brazil. This is a, an absolutely insanely loaded team, which, uh, the, I mean, the player that, you know, I haven't, I w- want to see more of just because I, I see him for Real Madrid, but I just don't watch as much Liga as I'd like as, uh, as Vinicius. You know, I just really want to see how he, mm-hmm. how he looks. And, uh, and maybe this, again, like this is another kind of like those Spanish players we were talking about before, the 19 and 20 year olds. Feels like he is another one of those players who could really, he's 22. So he's like another player who I think could really um, come out and um, this could be his, uh, you know, I don't even know, Ronaldinho moment or something, right? Like he just like comes out and shines. It really could be, and Vinicius Jr. has that sort of complete package, like physically, he's got uh, um, just like the right frame, the right height, the right the right build, and he is incredibly fast and can finish. Yep. So I really don't know what else you would want uh, from from yep. a player like him. So uh, I I think if you're a player like Richarlison, uh, who is um, also trying to break into the Brazilian starting 11, also struggling to get minutes at, at Spurs, even though that was a good move for him to play in the Champions League. Uh, it's it's yep. a very tough lineup. You've got Martinelli, who's having a, a great season at Arsenal, Rafinha, who moved from Leeds to Barcelona. There are, um, yeah, it's, I, I feel like, um, I feel like they're going to be a very interesting team. And if yeah. they gel, if if they get the starting 11 right, uh, and they gel, then they'll do well. But I could also see yep. Brazil laying an egg in this uh, first match if Serbia really just challenges them to play a very physical match. Because if anybody has ever watched Neymar yep. play, you would mistake him for a sack of potatoes with legs because, uh, you know, he falls hard and he falls often. Yeah. <laughs> okay, he's great though. He's a brilliant player. I, I, I you know, so we'll, let, let's see, let's see what happens. The only, the one question I have is just their, their, you know, their defense is a little old, and that's that's the one thing I'm a little man, so old, know. so ageist. I love this. What is up with the that? old? The, the old people are going to come never, at us. <laughs> We've done hundreds of pods. I can't remember us ever talking about people's age this this often on the podcast. So anyway, we know that Brazil is loaded. They're a contender. So far, we've seen that the top contenders have really annihilated the people that they've played outside of um, Argentina, Argentina, I suppose, yeah. another, another strong contender. But, you know, I, I think that we'll, let's, let's see what we, what we see out of, uh, out of Brazil tomorrow. I think that um, they should win. They're certainly a strong betting favor to do it. And uh, if they, you know, come out there and beat Serbia 3-0, 4-0, 4-1, whatever, I'm just listing numbers now, uh, then um, we'll, we'll kind of know a lot. And they'll, they'll certainly like be kind of the, uh, the team to beat in this world cup, I think. So, that's it, Brandon. Another another fifteen minute pod, right? Minus plus or minus twenty five minutes. Uh, yeah. Thanks to everyone Cup for minutes. listening. Yeah, yeah. I want to jump in. If you know people, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. So, yep. Well, I'll I'll give the pitch. Um, sure. If you yeah, a recommend the pod to your friends. If you got if you have friends who are just like, hey, I watched some World Cup on TV. Feed them this podcast. See if it can get them yep. a little bit more engaged. But if you're listening on our podcast feed. You can also watch Josh and I talk. We are recording this as a video, and it's on our YouTube as well. So you go to youtube.com slash alwayscheating or just Google alwayscheating on YouTube, and it'll come up. So every one of these World Cup minutes is up there in video format. Uh, Yeah, and if you can rate and review and recommend the pod, it helps us tremendously. This is – it's a daunting experiment for us, Josh. We're not used to podcasting every day. But so far, so far, so far, so so fun, I'll say. 
Ooh, so far so fun. The perfect note to end on. Thanks for listening. Uh, yeah, and again, if you have if you have friends who are into the World Cup and they want a little daily dose, that's what we're providing. So uh, get them on. You know, we're on Spotify. YouTube, well, Spotify, YouTube. I don't know. Apple. Where else? All we, of them. You know, wherever all casts, the big all, all, all the various and all the podcasting ones, technologies. Yeah. All right. So thanks for listening, everybody. We'll we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.